All right, good morning and welcome to our first service on Sunday morning, which is our Bible prophecy update that we do weekly. And then we have two services. The second service is the sermon, actually. And we're going verse by verse through the Bible. And we are currently in the book of Hebrews, actually almost done with the book of Hebrews. Not quite. Uh, for those of you who know that there are 25 verses in Hebrews, and we are not going to finish the book of Hebrews today. Is that okay? All right. What we are going to do is look at four reasons as to why it is that prayer is so powerful, and how it is that the most powerful thing that we as Christians possess is prayer. Have you ever thought of it like that? The most powerful thing that you possess is this thing we call prayer. So that's second service. It'll be live streamed at 11.15 a.m. Hawaii time. And for those of you that are watching by way of YouTube or Facebook, uh, we would encourage you at this time to go directly to the website, jdfrog.org, for the uncensored and uninterrupted entirety of today's update. And with that, let's get right to it. A lot to get to today. I've titled today's update, Don't Buy the Lie. <laughs> and I, t okay, we're off to a great start. <laughs> wow. I love you guys. <laughs> You sure make what I do a joy and a lot easier, I'll tell you that. And thank you for that, by the way. But um, I chose this title <coughs> for what I hope will be deemed obvious reasons, given the massive deception and confusion that's now happening in the world today. You know, and oftentimes, overlooked prophecy in the Bible is that of the demonic deception in the last days that we're told will blanket the entire earth and all the nations on earth. The Savior Himself lists deception and lies first and foremost when answering the disciples' questions about the end of the age. It's in Matthew 24, a passage, a chapter familiar to most. I want to draw your attention to verses 3 and 4. We're told that as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to Him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. It's actually a, a twofold question, but really if you look at it closely, they're actually asking three questions. When will this happen? One. What will be the sign of your coming? Two. And what will be the sign of the end of the age? Three. And then Jesus goes on to answer their questions. And we're told, verse 4, Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. Right out of the chute. First thing, deception. 
Okay, you guys, you want to know what's going to mark the last days? The, the sign, the first and foremost sign that will indicate that it's the time of the end, the end of the age and my coming. First thing, deception. And then he goes on, of course, to list other signs, really better seen as and said as birth pains, which come in greater frequency and greater intensity. And he lists things like racial uprisings. There will be ethnic groups rising up against ethnic groups, nation against nation. This is racial tension, racial uprising. And then he also lists famines and pestilences. <laughs> and then he also adds to that list that there will be earthquakes in diverse or different various places. And then he likens all of these things with deception at the first and the top of the list. He wraps all of them up and likens them to birth pains. These will be the beginning keyword of birth pains. So we set a, a precedent of sorts from the Savior Himself concerning this particular prophetic sign. When you get to the epistles, the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, writes extensively concerning this demonic deception and powerful delusion that will mark the last days. In his first letter to Timothy, chapter 4, verse 1, and by the way, his letters to Timothy were the last letters he would ever write. And he says, verse 1, 1 Timothy 4, now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to, listen, deceiving spirits, deception, and doctrines of demons. This is a demonic deception that will mark the last days. Now the reason I mentioned that this was the last of the letters that the Apostle Paul would write, when you get to Thessalonians, these were the first letters that the Apostle Paul would write, First and Second Thessalonians. So chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians. I'll begin reading in verse 9. Again, a passage that many are familiar with, but I want to draw your attention to something here. He writes, the coming of the lawless one, this is the Antichrist, will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie, the lie. And all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish, here's why, because they refused 
to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, verse 11, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie, the lie. And so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth, but have delighted in wickedness. Wow. Okay. Can, can I just humbly ask you to bear with me for just a moment on this? You know what he's saying here? <laughs> and, and please don't for a second think that God is sending this strong or powerful delusion and deception so that they'll believe the lie as if it's God who's deceiving them. That is absolutely not the case. In fact, it is the exact opposite that's true. Their mind is already made up. Their fate is already sealed. And their heart is already hardened. They've already decided, as we just so beautifully worshiped, not to follow Jesus, the truth. But they refused the truth, the love of the truth to be saved. And God will never force Himself on anyone. He has given us free will. He has given us the choice. Now, that's not to say that God will not <laughs> strive with man. The Spirit of God striving with the Spirit of man, because it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance and a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's God's will. And so He will give them as many opportunities. But there does come a time when the Spirit of God will no longer strive with man. Romans 1 is a very, very difficult passage of Scripture, but it's basically God saying, okay, it looks like you've already made up your mind. And He gives them over to that which they are consumed with in all of their wickedness. Women burning in lust for women, men for men. They have already made their decision. I think about Pharaoh, when God is delivering the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. And it's really quite a, an intriguing account, because I think it's something like eight times <laughs> It says something to the effect of, and Pharaoh hardened his heart. But in those eight times, it also says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. What? Wait a minute. And now you're telling me God sends a strong delusion? That's not fair. Wait a minute. Not so fast. He's giving up and giving them over to the decision they've already made. He tried, <laughs> but they already made their decision. They already hardened their heart. They already sealed their fate. They already made up their mind. And God says, okay, 
So you're going to reject the truth? When you reject the truth, hear me, hear me out on this. <laughs> when you reject the truth, you open yourself up to the lie of lies from the father of lies, Jesus said, is the devil himself. When you reject the truth, it's game over. You'll believe any lie and you will believe the lie. So this is God basically saying, okay, have it your way. You reject and refuse to love the truth and so be saved. It's for this reason that now I will send a powerful delusion so that you will believe the lie, because you have not believed the truth. And not only that, if you can imagine, you, you actually delight in your wickedness. You take great delight and pleasure in your wickedness. Well, the Apostle John, in what I would argue is one of the most astounding prophecies in the Bible, wrote about this deception in the book of Revelation. And it's concerning the fall of Babylon in the seven-year tribulation. It's Revelation chapter 18, verse 23. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. And here's why. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorcery, all the nations were deceived. I want you to hang on to this word sorcery. We're going to come back to it here in a moment. It is the Greek word in the original language of the Greek New Testament, pharmakeia, where we get our English word for pharmacy, pharmaceutical, pharma. It's the sorcery, the wicked witchcraft involving pharmaceuticals. The reason I save this Revelation 18 prophecy for last is because, and I think you would agree with me when I say this, it speaks with precision accuracy to exactly what's happening now. And if you'll kindly allow me to, I want to expound on this specifically as it relates to all the nations on earth being deceived by the lie. But in order to do that, we'll go ahead at this time and end the live stream on Facebook and YouTube. Okay. What follows are just three of the numerous and voluminous lies 
that all the nations have believed and as such been deceived. By way of a preface, I need to mention something because the misinformation, not the information, the misinformation now is infinitely worse than it has been in recent months. I want to say maybe five, six months. Uh, it has gotten infinitely worse. And this because it furthers the narrative of confusion and deception to serve the aforementioned lie. Let me maybe explain that a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but even let's call it six months ago, it was a little bit easier to search the internet. By the way, okay, we're off of YouTube. I can say this. Don't, don't use Google. Really? YouTube? Are you kidding me? Not, okay. Help me out, Lord, because I... First, you will not find the truth. Why? Because A, it has been buried so deep that you would have to search 538,000 pages to find it. Who has that time? I don't. And B, if it hasn't been buried that deep, it's been scrubbed, removed deleted, cannot find it. You know, uh, last year when uh, someone reported us, um, I pray for their salvation. Um, if they're saved, I pray for their repentance. But somebody apparently reported us and we got a strike on YouTube and were censored. And uh, by the grace of God, I mean, we had already been working on our own website so that we could hit the ground running seamlessly and transition to our website where all of our videos were then relocated in their uncensored entirety. But that was a year ago, and it's gotten so much worse since then. So now what's happening, and it's really just a matter of time before even the introduction, we won't be able to do that on YouTube. So a lot of the information that you'll find that is not misinformation, you'll find on other platforms. Now I hesitate to mention them by name. Uh, we are not on those platforms, at least not as of yet, because we want to direct people to our website. But uh, these other platforms, at least for now, are alternative platforms where you can find information. But please, please, please be discerning. And what I mean by that is, in fact, you'll notice that recently I have kind of gotten away from quoting specific sources. There's a couple of reasons for that, one of which is that sometimes those sources turn out to be 
uh, not good sources. Let's just leave it at that. I'll try to be as gracious as I possibly can here. And then even then you come to find out that nobody really knows. It's speculation at best. And so I look back even in my archived notes, and we're going to refer to some of them today, but even those links that we provided in previous updates, they're no longer valid. And the ones that are still valid that you can still go to, well, it's kind of almost outdated. The shelf life of those links is such that so much has happened so fast. And everything has changed. And you go back and you look at that and you go, wait a minute, that's not the case anymore. That's how deceptive this is. That's how confusing this is. And again, make no mistake about it, who's the author of confusion? The devil, right? So this is all by design. This is deliberate. This is the deception, the strong or powerful delusion that will take place when it's ultimately fulfilled, according to 2 Thessalonians 2, during the seven-year tribulation. But it's already happening. We're already seeing it. It's beginning to come to pass. So I only say that to say this, that I'm going to reference previous updates which have links, but, and that was the information and the documentation that was available at that time. I'll still refer to them because, well, again, two reasons, bear with me. First, I don't want to reinvent the proverbial wheel. And second, even now, and I spend an inordinate amount of time going through a I mean a voluminous amount of material on any given week in preparation for the update. And I got to tell you, I have to confess to you, and maybe you're experiencing the same thing I am. I, I can't find anything anymore. And whatever I do find, the vetting process for the authenticity of that particular document or article because when I get up here, as is my privilege to every week, I got to make sure that it's accurate. Um, because I don't want to be sharing with you information that is not accurate. So, and, and one last thing, um, you should never just take my word for it. Oh, Pastor JD said, no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, be a Berean. And he, actually, let me say it this way. I was thinking about this this last week. Stop searching the internet daily. Daily. Start searching the Scriptures daily. Daily. Oh, see, this is what I love about you. Yes. Yes. I, I, I have to confess that I'm speaking for myself. Here I am searching, oh, uh, page 94, no, uh, uh. let me try this, you know, advanced search, 
And I'm so frustrated. It's like, it's like the Holy Spirit going, hello? <laughs> what? What are you doing? I'm searching for the prophecy update. Stop. Stop searching the internet. Start searching the scriptures. So here's the thing. I, I already said one last thing. I can't say one more last thing yet. I will at the end, of course. But um, you know, it is so confusing. And truth be made known, nobody really knows. And when you don't know, what do you do? You go to the one who does know. <laughs> Here's what I do know. God said that it would be exactly like this at the time of the end. God said, this, I can know this. <laughs> forget that expert. Forget this expert over here. I, I have the expert of experts, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the great physician, by the way, if you want credentials, <laughs> right here. And he's foretold me, not just told me, foretold me, before I come to take you out of this world, uh, there's going to be a deception the likes of which has never been seen before in the history of the world. This deception will be such that every nation on earth will be deceived by it. And we're even told what it is. What are they going to be deceived by? Every nation. So I'm sitting in my office. I did not mean to go this far. Don't look at your watches. We got a ways to go. I'll be brief. <laughs> Famous last words. Um, I'm sitting in my office. I got the news feeds. And anyway, I, I'm watching. Okay, Iran, they're, they're wearing masks. Um, China, they're wearing masks. You know the one that gets me? North Korea. North Korea, they're wearing masks. I'm like, wait, what? How is it possible that every nation on earth is doing the same exact thing? <laughs> Revelation 18:23. I told you. That, that is this. This is that. That's why. <laughs> All right, come quickly, Lord Jesus. All the nations on earth deceived by this pharmacy, pharmaceutical, pharma deception. It's the injection deception. Let me say that again. It's the injection deception. I call it an in injection because that's what it is. I quit calling it a jab. When you go back and watch some of the previous updates, forgive me in advance, because I used to refer to it as the jab. But that sounds so, oh, it's just a jab. No, it's an injection. It's an injection. Okay, I feel better now. I hope you do too. Probably not. 
But let's get started here. I want to, again, just three of the numerous and voluminous lies. Lie number one, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Okay, you've heard that one? That's the narrative, the narrative. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. <gasps> you've not been vaccinated. Okay, I'm not going to go there. This is wrong on every level. This is a lie on every level. Number one, here's the truth. This is not even a pandemic. You know what this is? It's a genocide. Don't take my word for it. You search the Scriptures. We've talked about this in prior updates before. I'll, I'll mention one here in a moment. This is not a pandemic. This is a genocide. And this is not a vaccine. Again, it's an injection. But here's the thing. It's an injection with life-threatening and life-altering poisons. That's what this is. It's not a vaccine. And it's not a pandemic. It's a genocide. We have links for all of these updates that I'm going to refer you to. But on February 7th of last year, we did an update titled The Ten Stages of Genocide. And I have to tell you that it was one of the most chilling updates I, I've ever done. And I've done a few <laughs> over the years. This was so chilling. But it's so true. You look at every single one of those stages, all 10 of them, and you can take them as a template and superimpose them on the deception, this genocide that's happening right now. And it's a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit, all 10 of those stages. As for the so-called vaccine not being a vaccine, we've actually done numerous updates prior on this. But I'll refer you to Decision Time. There were actually two Decision Time updates, the first of which was on January 10th of last year, a, a year ago this month. Uh, we dealt uh, very specifically with this. And the second one, Decision, decision Time 2, uh, we go into great detail and answer the most often asked questions about this injection, chief of which was about how this injection, I want you to listen to me, and please don't misunderstand me when I say this, it's very important. This is the number one question we get. Is this the mark of the beast? Answer, not yet. No, not yet. But, listen, it will become the mark of the beast. This? Yeah. Think about it. Right now, uh, here in Hawaii, I cannot go into a store unless I have an M-A-S-K. It's a preconditioning, a pre-programming, a precursor to not the M-A-S-K, but one letter away, 
the M-A-R-K. Did you get that? I know it's early. Okay. How do you know and why do you believe that this will yet future, yet future, become the mark of the beast? Well, again, in prior updates, we go in depth into the technology of what's known as quantum dot tattoos, which are uh, a, a, a stamp patch that has palisades. And you go into Revelation 13, and you look at the original language of the Greek New Testament for what the word mark means. And we go into all of this. And it is a palisade, stamp, tattoo-like mark that you will use. So right now, okay, might as well, just real quick, don't look at your watches again. Okay, right now, um, uh, it, uh, I'm checking my text messages, just a second. You do this too. No, this is important. Okay, wait. Okay. It's from my wife, so this is really important. No. Um, this is on us, right? And in some uh, places now, you have to have your vaccine status on this, on you, right? In order to do anything, buy, sell, anything. Well, they're going to take this that's on you, and they're going to put it in you. And it's already happening, and the technology is already here. And in fact, the technology is such that if you take it 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, we talked about this as well, you go that far into the future, the technology as rapidly and as swiftly as technology has advanced in just the last 10 years, and it's exponentially more in the next 10 years, from the last 10 years, that's 20 years, you exceed the Bible prophecy technology that we have in Scripture. That's so advanced that it exceeds the technology that we have described in the Bible. Well, I want to keep moving because this second one is a very hard one. <clears throat> Hospitals are full with the unvaccinated. Again, you'll forgive me, wrong on every level. A lie at every turn. Here's the truth. The hospitals are not even full. And worse, the ones that are in the hospital, there are more injected people in the hospital than those who are not injected. I, I, they're lying to you. Uh, I stopped, uh, actually about a year and a half ago, I stopped watching, and I mean no disrespect for anyone that maybe is associated with the local news stations here. Uh, I know we have one brother that uh, works for one of the local news stations. But um, I stopped watching the local news about a year and a half ago. 
I, I can't, because it's just a lie. Because they have to lie, because they're paid to lie. And so too are the hospitals paid as well. That's what I want to talk about here for just a moment. Those in the hospital are starved and then murdered under the banner of the hospital receiving tens and even hundreds of thousands of dollars. In recent weeks there have been many documented reports of loved ones who were sedated, then ventilated, leading to their needless death. Okay, Pastor J.D., with all due respect, where's your documentation? Where's the link? Where's your source? Okay. You know what? You, you can find it. Here's one you can search for after you search the Scriptures. <laughs> search on the Internet. And here's what you'll find. Uh, these life insurance companies, they are freaking out. You know why? Because the death rate is something like 40, 40 percent higher than it ever has been. And you know how life insurance works, right? 40 percent? <laughs> I have a life insurance policy. Um, I'm hoping the rapture comes before. <laughs> but uh, who knows? I mean, <laughs> There is such a thing as life insurance companies going out of business and unable to pay out the life insurance uh, benefits. Have you ever heard about that? Well, you will be, because th this is unsustainable, all of the deaths. And we're not talking about elderly either. We're <laughs> Have you seen some of the actual videos of these fit, top of their game, literally, athletes who have been injected, and they just drop dead. There they are on the court, on the field, and boom, down they go. I know we mentioned this, but might as well mention it again, just real quick. You remember, this was really early on, there was a nurse that went on live television to receive the injection. And they, they broadcasted, and she got up there, she had her mask on, she got the injection, and she got up to the microphone, to the podium, and started talking about it. And then all of a sudden, she, says, she starts doing this, and she says, I don't, and she drops to the ground. They cut the feed. You ever wonder what happened to her? Oh, you won't hear about it. They buried it on page 195,312, I think it is, if it's there anymore at all. She died. Did you know that? She died. So what's happening here? Well, here's what's happening. The hospitals are making a lot of money to, just to test you. They pay, they pay them to test you. Positive test, admit you, put you on a ventilator, that's even more money. 
If they give you remdesivir, that, we'll talk about that more in a moment, that's more money. Uh, if they kill you, that's way more money. One has estimated that when it's all said and done, people walk into the hospital, they're actually walking into the hospital. They're driving themselves to the hospital. Next thing you know, they're on a ventilator. What? Why? Because that's how we get money. And so, oh, hey, can we just give them ivermectin? Nope. Can you give them some vitamin C or vitamin D? Nope. Can you at least give them some water? Nope. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. They deprive the patient of nutrients, much needed nutrients and hydration, because they're in sedation and on ventilation. And if that patient dies, one has estimated that the hospital per patient will get upwards of a quarter of a million dollars per patient. That's a lot of money, right? That's why. That's what's happening. I made the statement few months back that the most dangerous place to be or go is the hospital. And that is now more true today than it ever has been. Okay, wow, Pastor, thank you so much. What do I do though? Because I've got, I know people that are really, really sick. What are you saying? That this isn't a real thing? Oh no, it's a real thing. What is it? we really don't know. And not only that, when it comes to the injection, which is, by the way, what this was created for, the injection was not created for this. This was created for the injection. This was planned decades ago, by the way. So it's something, it's real, it's very real. I'm going to actually uh, talk about this more in just a moment, but Suffice it to say for now, uh, there are really good resources that you can go to. I, I never want to take the posture of giving any kind of medical guidance or legal guidance, only biblical guidance. But there are many resources that you can find online that have protocols, preventative measures, things you can do, things I do, by the way. What are they? I'm not telling. <laughs> but I do these things, and they are all designed to keep you out of these, I'm sorry to say, death camps, because that's the, what the hospitals are now. Nobody can go in and see the patient. I've heard horror stories of family members sleeping in their cars in the parking lot for days, waiting to see their, their loved one, who walked into the hospital. And they'll never get out of there alive. So this is a lie, and it's a big lie. May 30th of last year, in the update, What's the World Coming To? I shared firsthand accounts from those who were either injected or knew someone 
who was injected. I wanted to know firsthand. And by the way, for anyone who would say, how do you know this about the hospitals? We know this firsthand. We're hearing this from people, people like you and me. In fact, at the conclusion of the update, I'm going to share uh, one such testimony from a sister in Christ who made it out alive by the grace of God from the hospital. <laughs> I have to say that some of the accounts that we shared in that update were just, I mean, heartbreaking. And these were firsthand accounts. This wasn't a, yeah, my friend's brother's cousin's dog's aunt knew someone who, no, this was my husband died three days after the injection. My daughter is in a wheelchair. She was physically fit, perfect health, 22 years old. She'll never walk again after the injection. First-hand accounts. That's how we know. And that's the truth. Back in September of last year, we did actually two updates, the first of which was titled, Restraining the Evil and Sustaining the Righteous. And the second one is titled, But God Testimonies, which we are doing presently and continually, at least for the foreseeable future until the Lord directs me otherwise. But both updates are personal accounts of how God, as only He can, brought good from the evil. Yes, you meant this for evil, and this is evil, but God meant it for good for the salvation of many this day. And that is exactly what God is doing. So many people will, will we will not know them until that trumpet sounds at the rapture. I think we're in for a pleasant surprise at how many people have come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because of this. And I praise God for it. Line number three, lastly. You've heard this one, right? This will all end when everyone is vaccinated. And they say it just like that, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here's the truth. This will not end when everyone is injected by virtue of the seemingly endless booster shots, as they call them, which are believed by many to actually be kill shots. So I think, I forget what country, nation, uh, five, they're on their fifth. Israel is on their fourth booster shot. Um, Again, there, you cannot find the actual numbers on this. And that, that's by design. You'll get one report over here that says this. You'll get another report over here that says that. And you get just more confused. And again, that's by design. It's all censored. It's all propaganda. It's all misinformation especially when it comes to the actual number of deaths. 
I cannot stand before you and tell you that I have a verified source that this is the actual number of deaths. But here's what I can tell you. It is significantly higher than any of us could possibly imagine. We're talking about in the millions, potentially the tens of millions of people. Well, wait a minute. Vers says there's only, only 20 plus thousand deaths. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> and by the way, firsthand accounts. And these are not necessarily Christians, by the way. In fact, let me just say something on that, because this is, this is a thing. <laughs> uh, it is an indictment on, on the Christian and the pastor, but especially the pastor, when you have non-Christians speaking the truth that Christians and especially pastors should be speaking. I'm sorry for the strength in which I say that, but it's the truth. How sad is it that I, as a pastor, have to go to a non-Christian to find the truth? So that pastor I used to listen to, and there's a long list of pastors I used to listen to. I actually made the mistake of actually, I think, well, I wonder what they're saying now been, again, over a year, year and a half since I, I listened to them. Now I'll listen to us here. I think I made it about eight seconds. They're promoting this. They're promoting this. Okay, Lord, I mean, ugh, I would covet your prayers because this is a this is a thing. I'm just going to say it's a thing. <laughs> okay, it's a big thing. And it's a hard thing. But there are some who are suggesting that the number of deaths will increase in the future, in the not too distant future. And it's just really a matter of time. Um, and here's why. I mean, that's what's happening. People are dying. Here's an explanation as to why it's happening, that people are dying. The injections contain spike proteins, which are creating trillions of minuscule clogs in the blood causing the heart to become inflamed and overworked. This then drives other diseases, which in turn leads to hospitalization with the intended end being that of one's death. That's why what's happening is happening. This we do know. And this is why it is that you see perfectly healthy people, and all of a sudden now they're having myocarditis? Myocarditis? You'll find, and again, don't take my word for it, many people whose lives are over, their careers are ended, will never be the same again. 
pilots, airline pilots, done, game over. A lot of people in the medical field, done, game over. Their lives will never be the same again because of this. This we do know. Okay, so, <laughs> well, let me just refer you to this last update titled, Coming to a Head. And the reason is, is because we look in depth into why it is that they want every human injected. We know it's not to prevent this, I'm calling it this, because not only is it not preventing it, it's actually, it seems making it worse. You know, our God-given immune system, man. <laughs> and by the way, and this is documented too, those who, I should probably mention, okay, uh, help me out, please, Lord. Okay, you're looking at me right now saying, okay, Pastor, I, I, I got injected. Um, what happens now? Well, <laughs> listen, if you're born again and you got injected, you cannot be unborn again. Okay, so are you okay with that? Okay, just rest in that and know that. That's the truth. Now, uh, I, I got injected. Uh, am I going to die? I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Okay. Okay, Lord. So many years ago, the question was asked of a pastor, uh, can I smoke cigarettes and still go to heaven? And I thought the perfect answer, this was the perfect answer, yes, you can still go to heaven if you smoke cigarettes. In fact, you'll probably get there sooner. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> Do you see where I'm going with this? Listen, if you're saved and you got injected, you're probably going to get there before we do, unless, of course, the rapture is as soon as we hope it is and believe it is. Are we good? Is everybody good with that? That's the truth. And again, we're, we're going to see this with the but God testimony. So, okay, if this is not about preventing this, what is this about? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> you asked, right? Well, I'm going to answer. What this is about is, and again, this is what my Bible says this is. It is to control the reduced population. First and foremost, it's to reduce the population. Then it's to control the reduced population who will only be able to work, travel, buy and sell, predicated upon verification 
of vaccination. And this is exactly what we're told will happen during the seven-year tribulation, specifically in Revelation chapter 13. That's what this is. So you're telling me that all of this, this huge massive deception, that all the nations have been deceived by this big pharma injection, all of this is about reducing the population and then controlling the population. Yeah, because that's what the book of Revelation says. But God, oh, I love those two words. I love those two words. They change everything. But God is meaning for good that which is meant for evil. And dare I say that this is pure evil in every sense of the word. But God, <laughs> in the end, will have the final word in meeting out just judgment on the perpetrators of this evil, who I truly believe are demon possessed and are given over to the lie, having rejected the truth. Jesus is the truth. He's the way, the way, the truth, and the life. And there is no way to the Father except through Him for those who will simply believe in Him, which is why we always end these prophecy updates with the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. And by way of the simple childlike explanation of salvation, vis-a-vis -vis the ABCs of salvation. The A, very simply, is for admit or acknowledge that you sinned. Because unless and until we admit that we've sinned against God, why would we be interested in a Savior? No need. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. We were all born sinners, which is why Jesus said we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned, every single one of us, and fall short of the glory of God. That's actually what the word sin means, by the way. It's an archery term, meaning you missed the mark. You fell short of the bullseye, God's perfect standard of righteousness. So as an archer, if you shoot the arrow and miss, they would say, you sinned. You missed the mark. You fell short. And we've all sinned and fall short. Romans 6.23 is interesting because it sort of packages, for lack of a better way of saying it, the bad news first with the good news. <laughs> the badder, I know this is in proper English, so please don't email me, but the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. And this is pretty, pretty bad. How bad? Well, death. That's pretty bad. The wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. 
That's the bad news. What's the good news? Oh, the gift of God. Gift, not wages. Wages you, you earn, you deserve. Gift is given. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. And the B, which is central in the ABCs, is for simply believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. See, when you acknowledge and admit that you sin, then that leads you like that tutor from the law that shows you you. It's a mirror, a perfect mirror. And the, the, the law shows you that you've broken every single one of those commandments. You're guilty as charged. And then here's the Holy Spirit taking you by the hand uh, and leading you from the law to the Christ who fulfilled the law. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Why did He need to be raised from the dead? Because of the death penalty. Because the wages of sin is death. So Jesus says, I will go to your death in your stead. That's the good news. And if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. That's the B. And then the B leads to the C, because once you put your faith in the Lord, believe in the Lord, then you call upon the Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10, 13, lastly, seals the deal. All who call, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I implore you today, you might be here in this service today or watching online. I beg you, if you've never called upon the name of the Lord, believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth, trusting in Him, acknowledging your sin. How do I say this? I'm just going to say it. Why in the world, with everything happening in the world, would you delay the most important decision of your life for eternal life? What are you waiting for? Well, I just want to see how things go. Are you kidding me? That was really a crass way to say <laughs> what maybe could have been said in a more gracious way. But today's the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Can I just share with you this uh, testimony real quick? It speaks to what we just talked about. It's from Deborah Lentz. I, again, I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. She writes, JD, warn people about remdesivir. 
from what I read about this drug, it is administered with an antibiotic, which causes your lungs to fill up with water. This is because it shuts down your kidneys and liver. Then they slap you on a respirator, which will kill you. I found out that Medicare gives the hospital a bonus of $3,000 per treatment five times. They give a bonus if they list your death with COVID. There's a huge list of things hospitals get when they give certain drugs paid by insurances and Medicare. So the hospitals are paid to kill. I went to an urgent care center and was told my oxygen was only 88. A person should be between 90 to 96. So my hubby took me to the ER at the hospital. He was thrown out of the hospital so they could play with me. I was given an EKG, chest x-ray, and statins by IV. I was told they were admitting me. Six times the ER doctors told me they were giving me remdesivir. I refused six times knowing about this drug. At 11 p.m., a new nurse came in and told me, your medicine is here. What is it? I asked. Remdesivir. I told the nurse to take it out the same door she brought it in. This is a woman after my own heart right here. <laughs> what did they think? I would be asleep and they would put it in my IV? The next day I told the nurses that I was going home. Two ER doctors appeared telling me if I went home, I would die. I told the doctors, God put the breath in my lungs. And if he decides to remove it, I will be in heaven with Jesus. Wow. I was told to stop this explicitive by the doctors. Sunday morning, I told the nurses, I'm going home. That's it. That was at 6 a.m. At 11 a.m., one of the two ER doctors came to my room. He demanded that I tell him where I learned that remdesivir was a bad drug. She proceeded to tell him that um, a doctor and a pastor had told her about this. <laughs> By the way, don't do that. I'm already in enough trouble as it is. Can you not use my name, please? So they go back and forth. This lasted 20 minutes, she says. I shut him down and told him to move on to dismissing me from the hospital. I was not going to be harassed any longer. At this time, both doctors told me they were scared for me. They were afraid to let me go home as I would die. Not once did one of those doctors call my house to see how I was doing. JD, I'm still alive. Seven weeks later. <laughs> it is through the grace of God that I am. Had I taken that remdesivir, I would be dead now. 
It is the Holy Spirit and you who warn me of this terrible drug. Everyone I talk to doesn't know about it. I am sharing this bad news <laughs> with everyone I meet. I am not afraid of dying, don't get me wrong. It's just our insurance companies and Medicare government are paying big money to kill people. How shameful is this? I wish you would spread the word about this killing field. I think that what they will pay is under the CARES plan. I did do a little bit of research on this, and she's right. You can actually find this. It is public knowledge, and you can find this information of exactly what they pay the hospitals to do. It's sad that we go to these hospitals for help, only to be killed off. Love your Thursday and Sunday teachings. Watch them every week. I truly believe God led me to you. My hubby, I love that, is 68 and I am 67. I have been saved since I was 13 and my hubby came to the Lord when he was 28 years old. Thank you and God bless Mrs. Deborah Lance. Why don't you stand? I'll have the worship team come up. I, I have to tell you the truth, right? I'm going to give an account one day, soon and very soon, I believe. And I long to hear the Lord say to me, well done, good job, good and faithful servant. Father in heaven, I I thank you that we know the truth. We know you, Jesus, and you know us. And Lord, I thank you that the truth is what sets us free, and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Lord, I pray for anyone who's maybe here today or watching online. First and foremost, if they've never called upon you, believed in you, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation. And secondly, Lord, for those of us who have been walking with you for many years, I pray, Lord, that you would encourage and strengthen our hearts in these perilous and deceptive times that we're living in, as confusing as they are, that you would redirect us to your truth, your word of truth. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
be with you folks this week. 